Welcome back to Super Flexible Podcast. This is episode 114. Here this week with Jacob Vines. That is at jsnake underscore dff. First timer to the Super Flexible Podcast, but not going to be a last timer. Um, If you didn't listen to the Super Show for some crazy reason, and again, like I told you on the last show, go subscribe now. You're crazy for not doing that. But you, if you did, you heard the news that Jacob's going to be a part of this, the Superflex Army, we shall say for now. Um, so you'll hear his voice here on uh, Super Flexible Podcast and Super Show as well. And then as well as Snake in the Draft, if you haven't listened to that. Or if you have. Either way, he's going to be there. I'm everywhere. <laughs> How the hell are you, man? I'm excited I'm, about this, man. Like, um, I'm, and I'm also excited to tell the listeners that this is the last time I'm going to be introducing a, a new voice to the show, unless it's just a guest or a, a good friend or something like that. But, uh, man, so we've we've just we've done a lot lately. This is an exciting team we put together. So excited to get you on to do a super flexible podcast, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here. Definitely uh, glad to be part of the Superflex Army. Uh, Definitely excited when uh, talked with all y'all about that, and yeah, just doing podcasts left and right and having fun with it. So that's that's the most important part. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So I, I had something bothering me today. Like a lot of times, like a lot of content that ends up coming into some of these shows is stuff that we're, we're we may be tinkering with or trying to do with our teams. And I've got one team that I own, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, who's going up against Kansas City this weekend. So it's a tough matchup. He's already done kind of poorly, and every offer I've sent out to get rid of him is rejected. And they're the kind of offers where I kind of feel like like I'm not sure if I want to send out. I'm like, oh, I want to get rid of him, but man, is this is this the way to go? And I'm like, oh, we'll just see what happens. And then they're rejected instantly, even when I have those reservations. Like I can tell that they don't. <laughs> they're just like, nope, rejected. I have no idea what to do with Teddy Bridgewater in Dynasty. The more I'm rejected, the more I want to get away from him. What was the last trade you sent? Okay, so I sent out, and these are mid to late, more projected late. I'm I'm focusing on contenders, but they're most likely late first-round picks. One of them was one of those first for Jalen Hurts, probably bad timing. And the other one was um, his late first and A.J. Dillon. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that's Bridgewater's value. I think everybody's a little bit scared and like lumping him together with the Drew Locke, Derek Carr, uh, Cam Newton type of uh, type of tier right there. And they're concerned, even though I I think Bridgewater will be the guy next year. And I'm honestly relatively comfortable holding on to him. I know he struggled, but and I do think you're I, right, at least for next year with the contract, I, I think. And that's part of the reservations I've had when I'm hitting send is like, well, I've, I'm getting rid of a starting quarterback for as yeah. long as he's healthy, a couple of years. And I'm not getting one with those late firsts. You know what I mean? Like you got Herbert sometimes this year, but you're not guaranteeing yourself a quarterback with those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough with Bridgewater. I think 
he's in the similar, like I mentioned already, Carr, and I feel like they're both pretty close in that. Like Derek Carr is actually producing this year, and he's he's been looking pretty solid. So uh, I don't know if you could do like a Bridgewater for Carr Plus type idea. Obviously, you're not getting – oh, sorry about that. Got an alarm going off for no good reason. Oh, Apologies, too bad everybody. We didn't, too bad we didn't have something to segue into after that. It's like, <laughs> That'd oh, be perfect. Shit, we just sold Teddy Bridgewater. It happened. <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, like, you know, maybe something like getting a Derek Carr Plus or potentially – I'm trying to think of other examples because I do like that uh, Jalen Hurts in a first trade to get you, like, a potential quarterback. But, yeah, it's it's so hard with Bridgewater because uh, there's only, like, the top maybe, what, 10 or 12 quarterbacks that you, like, really want on your team. And other than that, that's, like, it. Yeah. Yep. I, I feel like I would need to pay you extra to get Carr at this point. I, I would think a lot of people wouldn't feel that way, though, because they just see the name and they get grossed out, and they don't look at hmm. fantasy points as much. It's worth but it a depends try. On, yeah. I have two firsts and four 2021 seconds, so, I mean, I could always try that and see what happens and always allude to putting a little bit on top of Teddy Bridgewater to get Derek Carr, which I would honestly do. I'd feel better with Derek Carr. I mean, they're similar ages, right? I'm guessing 27 to 29 on both of them. I think that's right. Everybody thinks Bridgewater is younger, but he's like been in the league forever. Yeah, and so is Carr. Yeah, that's that's true. And I'm trying to think of other people you could go for in a trade right now that would potentially, you know, lead to some well, nice value. I was uh, so I had some yeah. thoughts, and I don't know what you think about this, but I kind of squashed them just because I'm worried as well, which is the reason I was going after Jalen Hurts. But and we talked about this in, on in our Voxer chat last week, di- different trade but we talked about Wentz so I thought about taking advantage of the bye week and trying to get Carson Wentz who you'd think has a secure job with the contract that he has in Philadelphia but man I'm worried about Carson Wentz so but I did think about trying to take advantage of that buy opportunity from the bad week he had going into the bye week yeah I I would it always depends on price because I feel like you'd have to send Teddy Bridgewater in like a first for Wentz right now still even with the depressed value like i think if you could send bridgewater in a second for wins i would i would do that pretty easily but uh, probably most of the leagues you're in and most people in general are in the they're pretty savvy and holding on to the previous value because wins has played well i know this last week he didn't look so hot but he was like a top 12 quarterback on the season uh before last week yeah i mean so when we were talking about my trade for when i moved dak away at that moment mm-hmm. last week wins was qb8 yeah, in that particular league, I know I can't speak for all leagues and everything, but I know in that particular particular league that I made that movie was QB eight. See, that's like it's one of those things that a lot of people get too stuck on uh, how the player is playing instead of looking at fantasy points. I think how the player playing matters, but also at the same time with wins, they won last week. I get it; he didn't play well, but teams care about winning a lot too. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's part of it. Like even like people, and they have been winning. Uh, to your point, yeah, they have been. I mean, <laughs> NFC East in general is uh, pretty garbage, but the Eagles could easily be, you know, eight and or not nine and seven, eight and eight, you know, and get to the playoffs. And if I'm a team that got to the playoffs, I'm not going to bench my starting quarterback that got me there for a backup. Yeah, no, I hear you, but you might even see more and more hurts as time goes on. Yeah, that could happen. That's why I was ecstatic to get Hurts off the waiver wire in a league. Yeah, people I may still think that's nuts, that. but I, I it was is a little nuts. It. it is a little nuts. It's awesome that you got him, but to me, I'm like, holy cow! Like, 
I can't imagine seeing. I mean, if if I'm in a league and I see Jacob Eason, like, I mean, you, you the yeah. the crappy backups that I have throughout some of my leagues. If I just, I yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm definitely into that. So it was, it was super weird, yeah. So I had a little conversation with uh, Fenero last night on Rookie Fever, and right. Travis Fulgham came up, and yeah. his concerns. Because I told him about some of the moves I've made, and his concerns were wasn't even planning on this, but we started talking about Carson Wentz, and I know they're coming out of the bye week um, next week, so I, I'm always curious what moves teams make out of the bye week. But his concerns with Fulgham was him the fact that he got cut by Detroit in August this year. Mm-hmm. He's been with the Packers. Nobody seems to want him. He's worried that he's just going to be another player that kind of quickly could go away just because of how quick other teams gave up on him yeah Fogum is is an interesting guy I currently have him in my own dynasty rankings as wide receiver 51 uh which that whole tier is just really close together but in the last since week four which is when he started playing he hasn't scored below like 12.8 fantasy points yeah. you know and that's PPR he's uh, wide well, no, receiver is, 26 yeah. and missed the first three weeks of the season yeah and I know Goddard's coming back and and uh who else Jalen Rager's coming back but he could, you know, be one of those guys that gets the points. And if if we mention Carson Wentz playing well for fantasy, if he's playing well for fantasy, he's going to be playing well for the receivers as well. We're just going to lift all mm-hmm. the boats on the, the Eagles team. Yeah, and, and that's just it. And then if you do, like, his weekly average, he's wide receiver six. That, yeah, you know, he's yep. it's, and, it's very, very solid numbers. Like, it's not just mediocre. It's very consistent, too. He hasn't had, like, that one huge game that's propelled him to that. Like, he's been have showing a pretty solid floor. So I wonder, and I, and I thought about this today, so I didn't have this for you last night for narrow. So I apologize. Um, I'm, I'm still talking to you here. I'm honoring your absence. I, I know you're here, but the thing is, is if we would have had a camp and if we would have had preseason, maybe at least Detroit would have seen something out of him and not cut him. That's, I, that's I, all yeah. I've got. <laughs> I mean, I think that teams just do stuff that um, it depends on the situation. You know, Detroit is not the same situation as the Eagles. And I get it that he was cut and all that, but he's also, you know, had five consistent fantasy football weeks since week five. So that's four weeks. He's had no less than seven targets and no less than five receptions. So um, I'm And he's had up to like 11 targets, right? Uh, yeah, he's no 13 week five. He had 13. So he's, he's had the targets. That was his blow up game. 31 PPR points right there. So man, I I think he's for real. That's, that's where I'm leaning in that. I would, as a contender, I try to trade away. Wide receiver receiver 53 doesn't feel for real to me. Jacob. (laughs) Well, you got to look at who's around there too. Like I get wide receiver 51. You know, there's tons of guys that are up in front of him, but a lot of those are like rookies. Like, uh, you know, I still have Michael Pittman Jr. above him. Preston Williams is there. Will Fuller, Brandon Ayuk, Denzel Mims, uh, Brian Edwards. But like, honestly, if you look at the top, I'd say 37, 38 wide receivers, there's so many names there that we just want. And if I made a contender ranking, then I would have Fulgham as wide receiver 36 or or even higher. But the issue is... We don't know about 2021. I was talking to someone about how with his contract, he is still a restricted free agent going into 2021, which can lead to Fogum having more long-term viability with the Eagles, especially 
I've heard people mention Adam Thielen's name, like he could be the next Adam Thielen. Mm. I don't know if it'd be that high, but if he can be a wide receiver two this year, like total, he could be a wide receiver three next year. And, you know, he's already, I believe, 25. So he's, he's not old also. Um, I mean, in, so I get, Will Fuller would love to throw together five weeks like he is thrown together. <laughs> That's yes. And I, it's it, the, the thing that I've realized for me with dynasty wide receiver rankings is it's so tough to differentiate between them because I would say with Travis Fulgham, I'd put him in the same tier as like Jameson Crowder right now, you know, but I still have Crowder ranked above him just out of my own personal preference. And then with the rookies, you're trying to stay patient with them and not be like, oh, they suck. Like Denzel Mims, I have one spot above Fulgham, you know, even though Fulgham's producing way more, but I'm trying to be patient with Mims, you know, give him a chance. Maybe Gase will leave. Uh, you never know with that. But it's just tough for me with wide receivers, especially when you have guys only on four or five weeks. Um, I still think he's for real for the season. I'm just not quite sure after that. And uh, same name I brought up to Fenero last night. Do you think this is going to be like that Robert Foster effect where he just kind of quickly goes away and fades into the sun uh, and we're never talking about him again? Like it's a totally night and day from season to season. I, I think it could be, but a lot of that will probably depend on free agency and um, – what happens with just uh, the draft as well. And it's, I, it's so tough. I mean, you to could like argue that, that outside of the tight ends, he's the most consistent wide receiver Philly's had in a few years. 100%. Like, you know what Ertz, I mean? Like, yeah. Ertz has been the like top receiving option on their team for the last four years. Yeah. And it's nuts. And we've had like ins and outs, you know, we saw a little bit of Alshon Jeffrey. We've seen DJX come and go. But, I mean, as far as consistency, like, nobody hit until they left there. And that's the only person that's in the back of my head there was Nelson Aguilar. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm trying to calm myself down, I guess. I'm, I'm excited about him. I think he's for real. I want to try to keep gobbling up a little bit more of him. But Yeah, I, I mean, he is the leading wide receiver on their team and only playing five games by uh, around 200 yards. Like, Ertz through six games only had 178 yards and Fulgham already has five more receptions than Ertz does and only three less than Greg Ward who Greg Ward has played every single game this season so far so he's on the up and up and if you did per game it's even even more different like he's scoring Fulgham um he's scoring more points on a per game basis than Carson Wentz is in four point per touchdown leagues right now even more points than Miles Sanders 10 more points than Greg Ward. So I'm with you in that he's for real this year. I just get concerned about the next year. But at the same time, uh, I talked about this on the Superflex Super Show. Like, if he gets you over the top, especially in a start 11 league, do it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So we'll go back to Mr. Teddy Bridgewater super quick. Against the Chiefs this week, would you start Kyle Allen over Teddy this weekend? Kyle Allen plays the Giants 21st against fantasy quarterbacks. Yeah, I... I know you were talking about on the show about like, you know, not really prescribing to the start your studs. I typically actually do prescribe that way. I think you do have to look at the matchups and I would say both matchups are pretty, pretty juicy in the sense of if, if uh, Carolina with, with CMC back most likely, which is going to be a huge bump for Bridgewater, in my opinion, can, can, uh, I think they can put up some points on KC and get Bridgewater points up. The thing that'll be interesting to watch with Kyle Allen, though, is like he ran a rushing touchdown in the last game. I believe it was last game, or at least one of the more recent ones. And um, I just I trust Bridgewater's floor 
way more than Allen's. And I think if CMC's back, Bridgewater's ceiling is higher than Allen's as well. I started to wonder if we'll see Haskins again this year, even if it's towards the end of the year, just so that they can see what he's got one more time before they go into that NFL draft. I hope so. I have him in one league, and I should have moved him. I mentioned, or we talked at the beginning of the season about like Haskins and Minshew about, yeah. you know, is it time to move them? And we both were like, I guess sort of, and we both didn't move our guys. Like, yeah, I've got so much Haskins <laughs> and, and Gardner. Yeah, it's so, yeah, that's that's probably the more interesting like discussion related to team management of super flexes. When is it time to get out on these quarterbacks like your Derek Carr, Haskins, Bridgewater, uh, Minshew at the start of the season to get like a uh, Stafford who's a little bit safer for a couple years mm-hmm. or even Matt Ryan people are talking about he may not be back I think he's still safe for another year uh, Tannehill as well uh, like guys like or even Cam Newton's a good example of a guy to trade yeah you know like moving sure. him this year trying to get someone like send Cam Newton plus a good piece and get someone like a Ryan Tannehill yeah. I, I think Ryan Tannehill has two more years you know easy or even somebody like Kyle Allen. I know that he's not the same as the players you just mentioned, but even him, yes. like move him for something. Like somebody sent me two twenty-one thirds the other day, and I didn't even look at him. I didn't even look at my team. I just hit accept <laughs> because that, I thought that was a fair offer, and there's no reason for me to try to get a second at that point. I just hit accept and got rid yep. of him because to me, like, he, he's just the bridge to something else, you know. He might even be, I, I don't know, I think he's the quarterback that gives him the best chance to lose, and I really believe that's why he's in there. I do, however, <laughs> believe, though, that he's got a safe floor. I don't think he has a ceiling as far as fantasy goes, but I think he has a decently yeah. safe floor, especially out of the bye week here. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I don't, I'm, ha- I'm having trouble with this one. I think I would start Kyle Allen over Teddy Bridgewater in a situation okay. I wanted to win. I I think, honestly, with the safe floor argument, that's like the reason you want that quarterback in your super flex in general is that floor. And, uh, yeah, if you if you like always floor versus ceiling, I think Bridgewater's floor is fine. But, I mean, we have seen him put up duds as well. So if you think Kyle yeah. is safer, go for it because they're going to be similar on their floor side. They're not that and different. And then where's your pulse on Drew Locke, who has a great matchup this week against Atlanta? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm starting Drew Locke over Teddy. I'm starting Carr. Okay. How, how about our boy Jake Rootin Tootin Luton? I can't do Luton. No. That's that that no, I'm not there yet. I I do Bridgewater everybody above Luton if I can help it. If if there's ever been a quarterback I wish failure on, it's Luton just because he <laughs> I, it helps my gardener <laughs> shares so much, but man, I typically I wouldn't, you know. I'm interested to see what the kids got, but I'm really hoping we see Gardner back in at at some point here. So, yeah, and it was interesting, like with the reports, because at first it was like, "Oh, Gardner Minshew may get replaced," and then the narrative shift to, "Oh, Gardner Minshew is hurt and is not going to play this week." So that makes me think that you know, or even that narrative of you know Minshew may get benched wasn't even true all the way. The coach just said, "I'm not stupid. I may do it." That's yeah. all he said. And now he has an injury, so you don't really know. He had a great opportunity to – I mean, his quarterback has a broken thumb. I think it's probably smart to bench him either way. For sure. And and even like last year, you know, Ryan Finley, he's an example I mentioned on a couple of my waiver wire articles of like quarterbacks that come in and start even though you may not think they're the best guys. And obviously that experiment failed miserably, and Andy Dalton came back in. It could happen the same way. I don't think people think Mike Lennon's the answer, but – 
you know, I still would roster Luton, you know, I'm not going to just leave him on the waiver wire, but I'm not starting him yet. That's scary news to me. So, okay, I came up with something here. Just This is not a real scenario I have on a team, but maybe it's something somebody else has. This week, in your super flex spot, would you start Wayne Gallman, who's kind of done decently well, like we'll say 12 points PPR Mm -hmm. the last couple weeks, or Jake Luton in your super flex spot? And if someone's doing that, uh, you must be just dying inside. Um, At least you're trying, you know. If, that's yes. Always you might be dying, but you're damn trying. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with with Gallman. I just uh, am I crazy for doing that for quarterbacks? Actually, let's think about this a little bit more. Dude, I might All do right. it over Bridgewater just to make you feel a little bit more <laughs> sane. <laughs> so I think. Hmm, with quarterbacks, you know, they're going to have a lower or a higher floor, obviously. Um, I'm guessing for or six point protection leagues. And eh, if it's negative four per interception, that would scare me actually a little bit more. Just a, let's just say typical four points, just to kind four of point. keep it a little bit yeah. even. You know what? If I need to, to shoot for as many points as possible, I'm going Gallman. If I just need a floor play just to get me like 10 points, I'm going Luton. Lutton, whatever you pronounce his name, but yeah, that's uh, that's sort of where I'm leaning with it. Floor versus ceiling. Uh, yeah, honestly, bye weeks could be hitting people hard right now too. Yeah, so that's that's tough though. That's one of those things that uh, the everybody would say you know go with the quarterback, but we don't know. He could go out and pull a Stidham the first game that he ever played and throw an interception, pick six right off the bat. We don't know. Yep. Or he could go off for four touchdowns, and we're all like, oh, that was stupid. You know, he should have started looting. What were you doing? Yeah. (laughs) I, I I mean I don't know I just think it's interesting some people could really be there. Yeah. So another That's, quick start yeah. and sit. I'm gonna get into some running backs here. Let's go Chase Edmonds against Miami. It doesn't sound like we're gonna see a Drake. Let's assume no Kenyon Drake or James Conner against Dallas. Uh, Miami oh, is man. seventh against or uh, excuse me running backs to play Miami are seventh best against the run and against Dallas it's 11 11th best yeah this one you know hopefully you can start both <laughs> if you can't then I would I would go with James Connor personally I just think that Dallas team well yeah I would go James Connor uh, I don't expect either Dallas or Miami to be scoring a lot of points you know Dallas has looked awful they may be starting Cooper rush at quarterback uh, which is ridiculous. But, yeah, I, I would go James Conner over Edmonds, but it's it's razor thin. I don't really see many running backs I would start over James Conner and Edmonds. There's maybe, like, uh, six or seven guys I would. You know, other than that, it's the running backs, you know, have been falling off recently, and then you have the running backs on by as well. Yeah, I think I kind of want Chase Edmonds a little bit. <laughs> I can understand Chase Edmonds for that PPR, you know, feel to him and also that ceiling play honestly chase Edmonds when he plays and gets all the snaps he typically balls out honestly yeah yeah <laughs> yep. so all right so how about this one Damian Harris against the Jets or Chenault against Houston oh man now you're asking the tough ones because then it's like I, I typically with these you know think about floor versus ceiling uh and I, I mention that all the time if people ask me start sits because I think that's important, you know, like the reason I say floor versus ceiling, like, are you the predicted favorite? Okay, then you go for usually a little bit more floor. You do want some ceiling on your your starting roster, but if you're not the favorite, you go for more floor. 
Um, I think for me, it's going to be, if I had to overarch give my thoughts, I would say Damian Harris just because we don't know how Luton's going to do, or even Mike Lennon. I don't, has it been announced that Mike or Luton's the starting quarterback yet? Um, I think it's presumed. Presumed. Okay. So just any of those quarterbacks on the Jags, I'm not super excited about in general. Honestly, it'll probably just be the James Robinson show. Um, and I think Damian Harris, you know, he showed that he could get some points. I'm not super high on Harris just because we've always seen the Patriots, you know, never trust the Patriots is what everybody says, which that's rightfully so. Um, man. Yeah. I can't against the Jets. I'll go with, I'll go with Harris over Chenault. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of glad you did that. So let's stay there. We're going to stay here, but still maintain all over the place for the show. So let's go. <laughs> so Damian Harris against the Jets or P Ryan against New England. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Harris on that one. It, it seems a little safer. It does. I, I kind of want to, uh, sell P Ryan. I don't have much of him. I've got a couple shares, but I feel like, um, good sell opportunity there. I, I agree. He hasn't really been doing fantastic either. And I don't think he's the back to have for the future. And it just depends on what you can get for him. You know, if I could get a second for him, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about two 2021 thirds? Would you do that? Mm, it, you know what? It starts to depend on the league and the okay. league size and how many draft picks I have. And I know that's a lot to consider, but if it's going to put me in a situation to where I have to drop players like next draft, or something like that. I may not. I I I would do it for a second. I think two thirds is very fair. So mm-hmm. in hindsight, I would probably do it. I'm overanalyzing the crap out of that because of the one league where I know that I have him. That I'm trying to move him. I have a lot of picks, <laughs> so it would put me in a weird situation. But um, in hindsight, I I would probably do that move. And I would say we mostly play obviously in super flex. So. The, the thirds are a little bit more valuable than in one QB. It's not a lot, though, because once you get to that mid to late third, it gets real ugly. Yeah, and I just realized kind of how ridiculous I sounded, too. Like, if I'll do Kyle Allen for two-thirds, I'll definitely do the Michael P. Ryan for two-thirds. Yeah, I... Just yeah, because of you. the quarterback needs, even for the year, even if you're just playing Kyle Allen for the year, I think he still mm-hmm. has more value than the Michael P. Ryan does. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I have P Ryan on any team except for this gigantic one copy thirty-two team league. That's just nuts. Uh, so yeah, if I had him though, I'd move him for two thirds. I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's a tough one. But but uh, man, I think I might look at that. Maybe I'll try to package him. He's on my uh, Teddy Bridgewater team. Maybe I'll try to get creative and. But man, you also brought up a good point too with Teddy Bridgewater being the starter next year. I mean, I could put myself in a weird situation and lose a starter and that's what a lot of people like i i used to be really 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 into contracts i've sort of gone off of them a little bit because i was trying to make too many inferences on what teams would do but teddy bridgewater's contract is set up to where he is most likely going to be the starter you know this next year and yeah i'm trying to look up real quick the panthers exact uh current record just so i don't miss speaker right now i know they're not doing fantastic but they're currently, you know, two and six, so they're not they're not currently in that Jets tier right now. Which no, uh, they're the people that everybody's talking about with Lawrence and uh, a couple other teams. You know, are right there. But Teddy Bridgewater, I'm pulling up his contract right now. Um, I believe it's like he still has like twelve, thirteen million in dead cap for the next year. Yeah. It may be a little bit more, but yeah, I think he'll be the starter next year, and he's honestly one of those quarterbacks that could potentially be a buy low guy, especially with 
you know, everybody's thinking about him on how he's played the last three weeks, but they forget CMC, who is the lifeblood of that offense, has been out. Yeah, I'm, I'm still definitely not the guy trying to buy low on Bridgewater. <laughs> I think it depends on I, how I think much. you could, That's though. I think you is. could, just from the offers I've put out and how quickly they've been rejected. Haven't gotten one counter. I think you could definitely buy low if you wanted to. If you need a quarterback, I don't hate it. Just just not what a move you, I'm trying to make. Yeah, what if someone sent you two 2021 seconds for Bridgewater? Or or you offered? would you offer someone two 2021 seconds for Bridgewater? No, I don't think I could. I, I think that yeah. you still need a first back or a player that you can argue val- of that kind of value just with being a starting quarterback. And for at least, like you said, the the near future here he's probably got at least 24 more games healthy starter you know what i mean so yeah maybe yeah. you should go after Jameis winston maybe i don't know how you feel about him i'm not like crazy high on him mm. but he has potential for sure yeah i i thought about maybe going after stafford but i don't know yeah, if you get that done either yeah. i mean he's on the COVID list right now people are getting scared so yeah it might be a good time to do it yeah so let's really quickly try to do a little free-for-all Friday. So these are players that I, I've jotted down. I'll see if Jacob agrees with me on them. But these are play- I was going to say that we think, but I don't know if Jacob's going to agree. But these are players that are in Yahoo leagues where their ownership is 50% or lower that you can go out and get right now for free before they hit without using a waiver claim. That That's kind of the idea to this. Also, this will work in Dynasty or those kind of leagues, if you're after these kind of players to add to your teams, you can probably still get them relatively cheap. But in Dynasty, I mean, I've got a player like Chenault on here who's only 29% owned. He's going to be tough to pry in our Dynasty league, stuff like that. But in a, a redraft format, somebody like Chenault, I don't know if I want to say it should be above 50%, but I believe he's done enough to where he should be above this 29% ownership. Out of the bye week, free and clear. What do you think, Jacob? Am I just crazy here? All the rookie fever love I have. I, I don't think you're crazy. Um, obviously, we mentioned uh, Lutton being the starting quarterback, which could potentially harm his value a little bit. But in any type of twelve team league, he should be he should be rostered for sure. Um, it gets interesting when you get to like ten team leagues, especially if you're with like a work league. Like I have one ten team work league that uh, people are dropping randos that I'm yeah. just like why. Are you dropping that guy left and right but uh i'd say in general yes he should be rostered especially like so one thing i will add real quick uh, is if your league has like you know that kicker and all that just get rid of the kicker out of flex spot it's way more fun and you can start people like chanel and feel good about it versus yeah. trying to force them into your flex whenever you have someone like a raheem moster when he's healthy you know something like that yep yeah i like that another one i have on the list is austin hooper at 38 percent ownership Cleveland's on the bye week, so you can really wait in your Yahoo leagues. This could be the savvy move that you make if you pick up, say, say you pick up Chenault, and then he does crappy, and you're mad at me. Drop him and pick up Austin Hooper because he'll still be available to you. I mean, he's free all weekend. You don't even need to wait till next week at all. But if you pick up one of these players or have somebody else that gets injured and they're not locked into your starting lineup you can immediately drop him, grab some of these guys on a bye week like Austin Hooper. And I'm guessing out of the bye week, he's back and healthy. Yeah, I, I like that call for sure. I think Hooper had a little spree of a couple good games, honestly, that I was wondering, you know, are we starting to sleep on him a little bit? Um, I'm pulling up his stats. You know, he had week four, 11. Uh, this is half PPR points because it's on Yahoo. 
uh, week five, eight, and then week six, seven. And that was, you know, that was pretty close to tight end one numbers. You know, it's not crazy. And he's rostered in my 12-team league right now. Uh, I think in my 10-team league, he's on waivers. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a good add. And, yeah, no Odell um, Beckham Jr. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And, you know, we've seen what Harrison Bryant can do. And they paid Hooper. They're going to use him. They're not yep. just going to keep the rookie out there all day, every day. Um, I was going to say something else that it's just not fitting right now. I don't remember it. I'll remember it later. But yeah, I don't I like think the dynasty price is too bad on Hooper either. Honestly, it's it's low. It's you're right. It's so low. You could probably trade a twenty twenty one second right now for him, and people would think about it. Mm, man, I might try that. Or you even don't... throw in like a twenty twenty one second in some underappreciated rookie, or like Duvernay, you know, and people get a little giddy over getting good Duvernay, and they'll be like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. Some of those names just just work. Um, yeah. Curtis Samuel, somebody else I had on the list at 28% ownership. Um, I think he's done pretty well, actually. And even somebody like CMC coming back could help Curtis Samuel a little bit. It could take away some of his role as well, but I think all these players will be a little bit more open, like DJ Moore, even players like that. Like CMC could have a huge effect on that team. I, I like him as a stash for sure. I. I think he's even a decent play this week versus KC. Um, it just depends. Like last week, I ended up starting him in a, a league that I'm more retooling in and ended up winning the the week because, you know, he got the 20-something. It was half PPR with one point per first down. So he had like 24 points or something. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, the, that's the thing with the Panthers is tough is you have Robbie Anderson there who I think is the 1A. You have DJ Moore who's the 1B. Curtis Samuel who is like – the two or the three, whatever you want to call it. And then, yeah, now CMC's coming back. But um, I think he's worth the stash because he's had uh, 14 half PPR points week seven and now 19.4 in week eight. And there's probably plenty of people on your bench. Like, if you have T.Y. Hilton on your bench, get rid of him. Get Curtis Samuel. Like, don't, mm, don't be mad. I like that call. That's a good call. That's, he's been someone that's been droppable for me since, like, week five. Yeah. I just nope, it's I like upsetting, that one. too. I liked him. I was like, come on. Yeah, that's a good one. Somebody else I think it's important for you to look at, especially you Zeke owners. He's he's been beat up even this week, but and I hate to mention this because I've been pretty hard on Pollard, but I think it's time for you Zeke owners and maybe other people in your league to stash Tony Pollard at twenty one percent ownership. It's just uh I, I don't know, man. I, I think that's a good call. I think he should be rostered in every league as that uh guy who can just come in and uh, be the guy if Zeke gets hurt. I don't know if he'll be 100% the guy, but they don't have a guy behind Pollard. Yeah, that's just um, it. And, and even like week eight, Pollard had seven attempts for 40 yards, and uh, I can't see on Yahoo how many receptions. It's 7.4 points, so probably a couple receptions for like 20 yards or so. But I think he should be rostered, and he's one of those – one thing I like to do, and this actually I think was from the fantasy footballers back in the day. A couple years ago I like really um, started focusing in in my redraft is if I'm not going to start a guy – get rid of them and get those running back uh replacement guys the the rb2s like the pollards and um stash them because you never know like it was whenever yeah. spencer Ware became a thing that i had him stashed and you know he's given like 15 happy pr points a week and you're like yep. nice this is great yeah i mean yeah even look at justin jackson mckinnon had a little couple flashes yeah. this year some of those guys uh Man, even look at Gaskins. While we all thought it was going to be, and I'm obviously talking before the injury, we're all going Breda and Jordan Howard, and then Gaskins comes in and puts on a show. Um, even Gio, Giovanni Bernard comes in, and he's been in a couple of my lineups through injuries and bye weeks now. And um, 
that that I don't know. Mixon will be back after the bye week too, though. But man, still like just some of these guys. A um, couple other players I have on the list: Preston Williams, only eighteen percent ownership. I think better days are ahead for Preston, and then Darnell Mooney at only twelve percent ownership. Um, I so I don't know what you think about those guys. I know, like you said, it gets really tough in some of these leagues with the people that are are being propelled up and. Some of these leagues are obviously shallower, so it gets tough to hang on to all of these guys. But even like you said with with dropping Hilton, like I would do the same thing with Mooney or Preston Williams, to be honest with you. I would too, yeah. So just some of those names that are aging and fading away, like don't be afraid to make these moves. A couple other ones, these are if you have some deep stash spots, you're looking for something to maybe all of a sudden hit and you to see a ceiling but Brian Edwards will be coming off injury. He's only 2% owned. Mims, only 7% owned. And then, like, Jalen Rager, 24% owned. And then I had another one that I, I'm going to call this a safe flex play on your bye weeks or injuries. Maybe an RB2 if you need it. It's ugly. We already mentioned him, so we don't need to talk about him a lot. But Wayne Gallman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like those calls, and I like that you mentioned Brian Edwards because I made a post, uh, it was like four days ago, that said your league mates are sleeping on Brian Edwards because no one's mentioned him in weeks. Yeah. And his talent didn't change. Just because he's not scoring fancy points, it didn't change, and we shouldn't expect these rookie wide receivers to always produce. And people are like, like I had multiple comments, I'm scared about his target share, and I'm like, why? Right, it's, right. It doesn't matter his target share. Like, it doesn't. Like, we're thinking long-term. That's why Dynasty talent's mm-hmm. the most important part. You know, situation does matter partly, but his situation isn't bad either. You know, Darren Waller, Edwards, and Ruggs all on the same team. They can all do well if Carr keeps up his current production. Yeah. I, I Man, I'm so glad you stayed here because I think that he's a an absolute buy low in Dynasty, and I didn't think we'd be yes. saying this. Even with the injury, I felt that, owners were going to be more patient but everybody's like i'm starting to see posts like oh i'm starting to feel the Nikhil harry effect with and and you're even kind of like okay so you just gave up on two players in the same sentence like Mm -hmm. and and harry's been very underwhelming don't get me wrong but you think about the players when we do give up on them too early like Devontae adams you know what i mean and then smaller ones like Corey davis and Devontae parker like we need to be more patient. And so you could see like people have already lost patience with Nikhil Harry, which I understand it's a rough year. They've had a rough year. They've had a rough COVID year. Cam looks like crap, but I don't think you can instantly give up on Harry. I would buy low on Harry if I could. And then same with Brian Edwards. Like, how can you even say like uh, three weeks ago, it was like, oh, I can't wait for the Odell Beckham Jr. effect with Brian Edwards off injury. And now he's been injured, and you've lost patience with yep. him completely. Just crazy. I, I know. And I, and with me saying, you know, your league mates are sleeping, there's always going to be those the, your leagues that people are going to be holding on very tight. And that's whenever you don't need to overpay for him. But if I can send a 2021 second for him, I'm going to do that all day, every day. And that's just it's just a simple thing of – uh, just trying to get that guy who's already on a team in a situation you like, a talented guy you like, and go for the stars with him. You know, people were trading 2021 first for Brian Edwards yeah. at the start of the offseason, which I thought was nuts. That to me was crazy because uh, his value was like a 2021 second to maybe two if you like really yep. liked him. And then now you can probably trade um, – what's a good example? Like you could trade Fulgham for Brian Edwards if you're a rebuilding team, you know? Like yeah. why not? Yeah, you probably could. 
yeah, I don't quite want to let go. You know what I mean? Like, I want to wait and see what's going to happen. Because even at that point, I don't think his value will dip after a couple bad games. I don't think so either. I don't think it should. Well, okay, it probably will, but it shouldn't. It's yeah. the right answer. Uh, would you pay... So do you want Brian Edwards or Nikhil Harry? I would go with Edwards. I'm pretty much... I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm out on Harry. I've moved him in my last league I had him in. I did a, a trade to get Drew Locke, which then turned into a trade to get Dak. So it worked out nicely for me, and my team's a retooling team. But if you're more retooling, rebuilding, I'd hold Harry. Uh, if you're a contending team, someone's still you know on the name value, and you can get... like I would do Fulgham over Nikhil Harry easy. And I think you could do that with a lot of leagues. Yeah, I think you could too. Absolutely. Just the namesake alone. Would you yep. pay the same second that you paid for Edwards to get Harry? That one's tough. Edwards owner declined you. I would say no because I tried to do a different type of trade for Harry, but <laughs> that's I just oh man, he's I wouldn't. I, I I I wouldn't. That's one of those things that, you know, if I'm contending, I have no need for Harry. If I'm rebuilding, retooling, I would want to hold on to my second over Harry. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's like a mid-second, like just very generics, it's someone that's contending second, it'd be a debate, but I think there's other players I'd rather have over Harry. Yeah. In one league, um, to go back to Fulgham really quick, I threw out uh, what's probably going to be a 201 to try to get Fulgham, and I was declined. And then they wanted to give me Fulgham and their second for my first. And I was kind of like, hell no, man. Like, that's just crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I couldn't do that. And um, then I countered with the same second and Joshua Kelly for Fulgham. And we'll see. I think I'll, I don't know. It's one that I even think about. And I'm like, well, I might be better off with that second moving forward <laughs> than Fulgham. I think it goes back to Fulgham. You know, if it's a start, if start 10, 11 league and he helps you out, why not? Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think the value, if we're talking value alone, which value is not everything. The goal is to win the league. That's the goal. Like, don't just think value, 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 because that's how you stay in this middle tier all day, every day. But the value is on the 2021 second side. I think by itself, honestly, like an early 2021 second in super flags, I'd rather have that than Fulgham. But then again, he could turn into something like we've mentioned before, like an Adam Thielen type, especially if Carson Wentz keeps doing what he's doing, or at least was doing before the last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one, man. So. Yeah. I'm going to try to make some of these moves and see if we can make them happen. See if I can get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. I might add to him and see if I can get Drew Locke because I feel you can buy him kind of low too. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I would like that move too. That's I know a lot of people are low on Drew Locke, but I still am on the side of he will most likely be the quarterback the next year. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Because Aaron Rodgers is probably staying in Green Bay now. <laughs> he better be. That'd be I'm, stupid I'm guessing, if they didn't. you know, like, they're like, wow. <laughs> Jordan Love kind of sucks, and we still have Rodgers. They, yeah, they like, messed that Jordan one up Love, big time. They did. Is Jordan Love even the quarterback two on that team? Because I keep seeing he's inactive, and I never double-checked. Mm, I don't know. I just remember seeing him on the practice field a little bit, and he just looked like really small and frail, and his throws didn't look that amazing or anything. And But he's standing next to Aaron Rodgers, you know? Yeah, So. I I'm looking at their depth chart right now, and it looks like Tim Boyle is above Jordan Love right now on mm. the depth chart. So that's interesting. Yeah, it sure is. Go get some Tim Boyle. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just joking, Superflex World. I'm just joking. 
but but but, <laughs> maybe, but maybe honestly, I guess you know it's worth stashing a backup. Don't get me hey, wrong. Fourteen but... team league superflex. Yeah. Spot number thirty. Why not? There you go. <laughs> Well, man, this has been a lot of fun. I look forward to doing more of this with you, Jacob. So thanks for making the time with me this afternoon. Tell them all the great places to find you. Where- yeah, so yeah, thanks for having me on, Shane. Uh, you can find me. I have my, I do Superflex ranking for Dynasty Nerds. I also write a weekly waiver wire article. Also have my own podcast, Snake in the Draft. Uh, usually two episodes a week. And you also have, you know, the Superflex Super Show and super flexible i'll be on every once in a while so yeah yeah i am swagzilla 0g follow at superflex pod superflex super show you don't have to take us serious but you better know we're coming flexing on y'all trying to trade teddy bridgewater I get obsessed with players and that I try to move. And and that's what happened last time when I was trying to move Dak. And now my next obsession was trying to move Teddy. <laughs> and now you'll try to move him in every single league you have him. Well, I only have the, the one share, actually. It was oh, an orphan team. And Teddy's kind of that sloppy seconds that still needs to go. <laughs> I will say one of the weirdest fantasy football things is if you have a player, you move him in one league, you got to move him in all of them because you know he's going to do bad now because you moved him. Yeah. Hoping he does. Or he does really good because you move him. But yeah, I agree. Yep. You get addicted to moving that player. Yeah. 